and welcome to The Crude Report, Argus's podcast series on global crude oil markets. My name is Alejandro Barbajosa, VP for Crude and LPG Middle East and Asia Pacific. Today, I have the privilege of speaking to Francis Osborne, who is Head of Forecasting at Argus. And this comes just as Francis is finalizing the publication of the latest issue of the Argus Crude and Refined Products Outlook. Today, the topic of our conversation will be the effect of the pandemic and specifically the most recent surge in infections in India on the global oil market. This is a topic that there's a lot of interest now across Asia and around the world because of the potential global implications that this will have. So Francis, uh, to get started, I would like to ask you precisely that. What do you think will be the impact of COVID in terms of oil demand and imports by India? Indeed. Uh, well, it's a, a tragic event and events seem to be spiralling slightly out of control. It's quite clearly going to have a, a significant short-term impact. Uh, oil demand in India is runs at approximately four, well, in March it was recorded at 4.8 million barrels a day. And very preliminary data for April and the first half of April suggests that gasoline and diesel demand is already shrunk month on month by about 5%, jet probably down by about 8%. Um, in our latest uh, estimates in, uh, in, 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 in our current report uh, issued uh, very shortly, um, we estimate probably that Indian oil demand in total will drop by about a million barrels a day in April compared to March. And that's clearly a significant amount of uh, lost demand. Um, crude imports into India uh, average around 4 million barrels a day. 70% of that's uh, Middle Eastern crude. Um, India is also an increasingly important destination for US crude. Um, so clearly, if we lose demand to that extent, we're going to lose crude imports as well. We can look back to last year, 2020, uh, when the pandemic first struck, uh, and we can uh, observe what actually happened. Crude imports did drop by about 35%, not immediately, but uh, over the course of several months after April. But that's um, So by July, they were one third lower. India is imports a lot of LPG, but not a great deal of refined product, uh, but it is actually a significant product exporter uh, and product exports also dropped by about 30%. So it's clearly going to have uh, a pretty sharp uh, Im uh, uh, impact on, on crude and refined products markets. So when we look at these numbers that you've uh, very kindly um, given us, uh, you know, in advance of the release of the report in terms of the impact it may have on specifically on Indian demand, I guess the, the, the big question is how long this disruption to demand may last. Uh, how long do you think it will be before India returns to normal? Um, the real answer is, of course, nobody can possibly tell that um, the 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 extent of the pandemic this the, in this wave is clearly much harsher, much more significant than it was last year in, in when it when it first cropped up. Again, let's use 2020 as a, as a benchmark. Um, we were largely back to normal, uh, if if we can call that uh, normality, uh, within three months. So. Uh, in, in April last year, uh, demand dropped 1.6 million barrels a day. 
um, three months later, we'd recovered about 90% of that. But having said that, uh, even by the end of the year, um, December, uh, January of this year, uh, demand in, in India had only really just about got back to pre, pre-COVID levels uh, recorded at the start of 2020. Um, but uh, having said that, so, you know, uh, what tends to happen is that the, and, and we've, we, we've observed this around the world globally and across all regions, uh, the immediate impact of lockdowns is extreme. Uh, we lose a lot of demand very quickly. Um, uh, but when lockdowns start to ease, uh, as we s- sincerely hope they will do in India before too long, um, it, when the situation does improve, then uh, demand does bounce back pretty quickly, but then stalls and it takes a long time to really get back. And, and globally at the moment, we're not, we're not anywhere near back to pre-COVID uh, demand levels. So broadening the scope of your analysis, uh, does lower demand in India have any consequences for refining uh, at, at a regional or global level? Um, as I said, uh, it's uh, India is a significant exporter of product. Um, apart from LPG, uh, it's not a big importer of uh, of refined products. So um, I think we're probably going to see very immediately uh, a bit of an impact on global refining because um, what's happened is that uh, uh, the refiners in India have contracted for for crude under their existing term contracts with Middle East producers and others, um, and they are committed to take delivery of that crude. And that crude is going to arrive uh, in April and in May, uh, uh, possibly even some volumes into June. Um, if demand is still very low, uh, that crude will still need to be processed, um, and the product, if it can't find a home in India uh, because of lockdown it will export to the the, the global market uh, and uh, that will be slightly unwelcome in a system which is still struggling to draw down the surplus inventory built up during 2020 so uh, we, we you know globally in the refining community we don't really want to see an increase in indian exports over and above what would normally happen uh, it's bad news for refiners generally trying to trying to struggle back to normality and, and see some improvement in profitability. So if we now take a look at the supply side, how could uh, th- that imbalance generated by the drop in Indian demand uh, affect OPEC's efforts to rebalance the market? Could it even derail those efforts? Um in a short answer, I think is no. Um, it clearly doesn't help, uh, and any loss of demand makes the rebalancing process a little more uh, prolonged and trickier. Uh, but OPEC Plus, led of course by Saudi and other OPEC members, is very firmly in control of the rebalancing process. Uh, they are in the process of returning almost two and a half million barrels of a day of crude to the market. Um, if there is any hint at all that the Indian situation uh, will, um, uh, shall we say, derail, as you as you call it, the, the rebalancing process, I have no doubt that they will take appropriate action to keep uh, uh, to keep their efforts on course. Um, it 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 it's an un, it's not insignificant by any means, uh, but it really uh, it won't really harm the rebalancing process. 
Uh, and given the configuration of uh, refineries in India, would you say there are any wider implications of uh, them importing uh, less crude? Um, it does have an impact. Um, as I mentioned, 70% of imports come from the Middle East. That's heavy sour crude or medium and heavy sour crude, generally speaking. Um, one of the peculiarities of the market at the moment is that whilst the the key benchmark North Sea dated rent crude, uh, which is light and sweet, uh, has been very strong in recent uh, weeks. Um, in fact, the wider market for crude has actually been relatively weak, and we've seen crude differentials generally across the world weakening the, relative to the benchmark North Sea dated uh, marker. Um, and it is indicative of a market that is actually still very well supplied. Um, one of the key crudes that we, we monitor closely is, is WTI, US light sweet crude coming into Europe. There's a SIF Rotterdam uh, quotation now uh, widely used um, and reported by Argus. Uh, and that differential to Brent has been uh, sinking steadily over recent uh, weeks. Um, Clearly, if Indian refiners stop buying as much US crude as they have been, uh, that crude is going to back up and, and prices will weaken even further. So there will be a, a knock-on uh, effect on, on crude differentials, I think. Well, there's no doubt that whenever you have such a situation developing in the world's third largest oil importer, it's bound to have broader implications. So with that, Francis, I would uh, like to thank you for joining us today. And for more information on the Argus Crude and Refined Products Outlook, which is published monthly and includes forecasts for several crude benchmarks and oil products up to 24 months in advance, you can go to our website at www.argusmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of The Crude Report.